Warning, this show is rated M for melanin. In America has a really raggedy ass history with we to begin with. Welcome to Blacklight, the podcast that keeps it light while talking blackness. We're your hosts, Sheldon, Jason, Warren, and Julian. We're here to cast blackness in a new light from a fresh, finessed perspective. Every episode, we examine a social issue or current event through an unapologetically black lens. The show exists because in today's media climate, the experiences and perspectives of color are often unseen or overlooked. We wanted a place to share stories of black people, by black people, for all people. This is that place. This is Blacklight. So Sheldon, what are we talking about today, sir? I thought I thought we're talking about the uh, the wacky weed, man. Are we man. want to talk about some cannabis today? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, you know, we are going to have this topic. It, it, it's going to be pretty free flowing. Um, I think we all have sort of different life experiences with with weed you and, got that right oh man uh it, it being that some of us on, on the show are are completely sober so um i i but i think it'll be sober a really <laughs> is is that what's what i mean it? sure straight you, edge straight edge is that is that like the the tag whatever you'd want to call it there i don't go. drink i don't smoke there you go so I, i'm i'm interested in hearing um our different opinions uh because we are on the spectrum of that so you know, I'll just go ahead and, and crack it open. I remember the first time that I, I've, I've smoked weed before. So um, <gasps> What? Uh, yes. Mom, I'm sorry. Lock him up. Lock him up. Sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Narc. <laughs> and um, the, the first time that I did it, I, I think I was 16. And actually, I did it with somebody you know, but I, I won't call his name out. But it was like... Two, two of my, my really good friends and plenty of people around me had done it before. Mm-hmm. I've been in the car with people that have done it, but I never like smoked weed by myself. So I smoked it. It was, um, how can I say this? It was a very high grade form of weed. Mm. I was not ready. I don't remember much about the high, but I do remember I gave away my bike. Like that's the big, what? I have no that's, idea. Mm. And I remember. I don't know if that was weed, bro. My, <laughs> pretty sure that was not weed. <laughs> I remember my mom came in later, and she was like, you know, like where, like what the fuck is your bike? <laughs> like, you know, you ride this thing. And she's like, eh, I gave it to this guy. I almost said his name, but she's like, why does he have it? I was like, ah, eh, he wanted it. So you know, that, that that was my my first experience with with that but you know how many bikes have you lost over the years (laughs) that was the only one because i you know i've i've never been so my opinion has sort of changed with with we over it it's evolved over the years i i did you know do that when i was a teenager but you know it was years after that i mean you know uh i i didn't think or or were really around that many people that that did it at all you know the thing of choice was was um was drinking was alcohol right mm. you know when, when you when you're out in your 20s that's what you do some people do the other thing but you know with the legalization 
uh, era, or I, I don't know what you would call it, but the 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 push to have uh, recreational weed legalized has has really been uh, pumping up, and and we all sort of stay in states that are either have full legalization or is decriminalized. I know, you know, Sheldon stays in Washington, D.C., which is, I mean, it's, it's a weird sort of, and maybe you can describe that a little bit, but, you know, what it's in, but it's, um, it's, it's not, it's, what do they call it? It's like delegalized. Decriminalized. Decriminalized, yeah, decriminalized. thank you. And, you know, and the rest of us stay in Maryland, which has, you know, I don't think recreational, um, but it's really, it's really easy to get. Like if you can just get a medical card mm-hmm. and you're absolutely fine. And in Virginia, just legalizing, I think it goes to full recreational legalization. Uh, I want to say either in July, I think it's very soon. It's, it's coming up. So <laughs> the, the country is pretty much there. I think over 40 states have mm-hmm. legalized it or are in the processes of legalizing it. And most, you know, pretty much all states have um, legalized medical marijuana. So we sort of wanted to get into that topic about legalization, what we what we think legalization could potentially do to communities of color, mm. what kind of effect that would have, and if we think legalization is even a good idea. So I guess we'll, we'll just kind of start with that. All right, y'all. So let's work backwards, man. First and foremost, uh, legalization is a great idea. <laughs> um, it, it actually, we're just, we were talking about both economics and then we're also talking about just the way that people live their lives. And I always try to compare weed to alcohol. In general, I think that alcohol is much more detrimental than weed is oh, yeah. or cannabis. Um, when I talk, Actually, when I talk about weed publicly, I, t- I prefer to talk about it as cannabis because it's helpful for folks to know that there's, one, a, a medical term to be talking about or a, a, an actual term to talk about it. You don't have to be like, it's weed. Or, you know, coming up with all these different names and stuff, we could just talk about it as cannabis itself. And then in terms of what we, you know, I've seen just a, a massive change. So I've been in D.C. for almost four years now. I, uh, you know, full disclosure, so I have my medical cannabis card. I think I've had it for about a year. And while it certainly makes it easy to go to the dispensary, I, I think that at some point, and I don't know if this will happen or not, but it would be nice to not need a medical card. You know, again, if you can purchase alcohol and you just go to the store with your driver's license, you should be able to go to a dispensary with your driver's license and whatever age we settle on and say, this is when you can purchase cannabis. That's what I think about that. And my big thing on it right now is with legalization. I think that people need to get over this idea that, well, if somebody is in jail now for a crime related to cannabis, that they should continue to be in jail. Mm. You know, some people say, well, that was a crime at the time, so they should continue to be incarcerated. But we should look at it and say this should have never been a crime. In the first place. In the first yeah. place. And we need to release them from a cage. Okay. I think that nobody should be in a cage for wanting to smoke cannabis or enjoy cannabis. Another thing is, man, I really feel like I'm going on an educational rant here, but let's do it. Uh, I also try not to talk about cannabis as doing it as opposed to either partaking, smoking, eating, enjoying. enjoying, or something like that. I consider doing to be something that is a, something that has a recipe, you know? So if you got to cook some shit up and shoot it into your arm or snort it up your nose, mm-hmm. that's doing some shit. Right. You know what I mean? Nobody does cigarettes, right? Mm-hmm. You don't do alcohol. 
smokes with cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, and I think that it's important to talk about it in that same space because it helps to normalize it and it also helps to and that's what I think that's the biggest thing for me is just normalizing it and folks are like, "Oh, but you know, it's it's this and it can, it has a smell and na, 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 and blah blah blah." I'm like, "Just educate yourself about cannabis. Yeah. Know that there are lots of different options and and things and effects." And I can't tell you the number of people who've come to me and said just what a relief it has given them, whether it's for their anxiety, mm-hmm. whether it's for their pain, whether it's for their focus and ability to work, whether it's for their ability to just go to sleep at night. So all kinds of things there, or just to enjoy, you know, it's like, you don't have to have something medically wrong with you to enjoy cannabis. Yeah. So uh, well, obviously I'm very passionate about it and kind of want to open it up to everybody right. else, but that's, that's my hot take. Yeah. And America has a really raggedy ass history with, with weed to begin with, because some would I, say a racially charged. It, well, history. it was, yeah. it was this literally a racially charged, you know, it was, I, I think it was, it, there was an effort doing, I want to say, what is the 1940s, 1950s round, maybe around that, that it time was, frame. I think it was certainly after prohibition. Prohibition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit after that. And, you know, it was just. It was it was geared towards scaring, <laughs> saving white women. Like you know, it it was used as a tool to, um, like oh my God, if you start doing this, your precious white woman will want mm-hmm. to have sex with black men. And mm-hmm. and it was also um, are targeted towards um, Mexicans. Mm-hmm. You know, it was marijuana. Marijuana. <laughs> That's why they even named it that because mm-hmm. it had this like a like you know. We, we, words that hurt right exotic mm-hmm. you know scary connotation behind it and if you call it that instead of cannabis oh my god marijuana that's what is that that's mm-hmm. gonna you know just destroy society and basically it was it was a whole campaign to to do that and then we're we're at the you know we're in 2021 and cannabis is you know classified the same as like heroin mm-hmm. which is i think any normal person <laughs> would would say that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, if heroin grew out of the ground, we might be having a conversation. But <laughs> yeah, but if heroin made, if we made you do the things that heroin did, yeah, we can have that conversation. Like maybe we should do it. But you know, it's you know, so many things. Um, you know, language. We like so many things are are crafted around racism and mm. and people's fear and, and and drumming up those fears and like, okay, this thing is the worst thing ever and it's going to kill us like fear ah it every single aspect so many aspects and and you know weed is is it unfortunately fell into to that as well but i don't know like the the tide has been changing over the last couple of years i think it definitely started with people sort of legitimizing it in people's heads and consciousness about like the the, the actual medical benefits mm-hmm. that it has you know whether you know you think those studies are worthwhile or or what have you you know there there has been have been studies on that and you know people can debate that but i i think that's where it first sort of started it's like okay well, well maybe this isn't like heroin you know or bad as crack and like maybe the things that we've sort of been fearing about this plant aren't as bad as you know people ha- have let on to where you know it's sort of to me it sort of seemed like overnight Mm-hmm. That I mean, seven years ago, I would never, never think that Virginia, D.C., that these places would okay recreational. Well, Amer- D.C., I could definitely see it. Well, D.C. is a little yeah, different, DC. but Colorado, right? 
because uh, I think they were one of the first, mm-hmm. if, if, if memory serves me right, too, yeah. can, you know, we're one of the first to, to legalize recreational uh, marijuana. So it, it's it's a weird tie that, like, I'm, I'm glad that it's happening, but it's, it's very interesting, like, over the, the last two or three years that America has, like, made that turn mm-hmm. towards full legalization, where candidates are, are even running on that. Yeah. Well, there certainly has been a shift and I kind of want to see if we can open the conversation up so folks can, you know, drop in, in here, but there's been a shift in terms of the way that we, we view it. Obviously it's, you know, not as, as a hard of something as, as, uh, folks had originally kind of made it out to be the other thing. And I kind of want to come back to what I was talking about as far as where folks, you know, you need to, it, uh, when it's decriminalized or legalized, you still need a, a medical cannabis card to get it unless you're like, in Colorado, you don't. You could just go in and you could just get it. These are still barriers to entry. And I think that it's important. It's basically saying, like, if you want to partake in this, like, you still have to see a doctor. You have to pay money to see the doctor. You have to pay money to get the card. And then uh, there could be any other number of things or fees that come along with that. Those are all barriers to entry to just partake in a recreational, if you want to call it a drug or whatever you want to call it. But I just think that those in in and of themselves are there's still an element of racism in there and then the other thing that we're seeing is this huge cannabis boom just in the industry but where are we seeing those dollars go it's white folks Mm -hmm. so we got black folks in jail for smoking weed and we got white folks making millions of dollars for selling weed yeah you know, and so for me, like it's it's a open yeah, and shut it, case. It's selling when it comes and to that. and distributing. You know, mm-hmm. it's because you. you get As a matter of fact, we should time. make we should make cannabis part of the reparations package. I think. <laughs> you know, it's like all right, you get a dispensary, you get a dispensary, <laughs> you get a dispensary, and uh, yeah, we'll just see see how things go. And especially, I don't know if have you guys ever heard this, where people will say or kind of whisper it and say like, uh, weed is like a black person's drug. And they'll say like, but like Coke, Coke is like a, is the white man's drug. Oh, Let wow. me tell you, hanging out in DC for four years, I can confirm, you know, cause mm-hmm. white people don't talk about their Coke use, not in public, <laughs> but you hang out with them long enough. <laughs> and be like, where are you driving? Be like, oh no, I just wanted to do a little key bump real quick. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> that is funny. You haven't I heard was, that Jason? Huh? No, I've, oh, I've, yeah. I've, I, my wife and I were just talking about that. Right. It's just like we've both of us have never been in a situation where, you know, someone just start doing coke or, or, or even really talked about it. Mm. I have not, not wow. been in those circles. Yeah. Like I've been in plenty, plenty of weed and henny circles, mm-hmm. but no, no uh-huh. coke parties. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, the people even even talk. I know it ha- clearly it happens, mm-hmm. but I don't. Yeah. That's the thing that throws me off, man, that, that so many white people. I'm not saying that all white people use coke. I'm not saying like the same thing I said mm-hmm. about the N word. <laughs> 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 what I'm saying is that you'd be surprised at how many white people use cocaine and uh, they even see it differently. But there's there's never really been like an advocacy for cannabis again, because they see that as like a like a black person's drug. And this is like kind of like you don't automatically know this. You have to sort of experience yeah. it. And it's like hanging out with enough white people. Like, hey, you want to smoke? And they're like, nah. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're like, 
you know, <laughs> just snort coke. It's like, so you won't smoke weed, but you snort coke. They're like, yeah, you know, it's a, uh, it doesn't stay in your system as long. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> you, All right. you just made that yeah. recreational cocaine use, but you're like, but legalizing uh, weed is a problem. Like, so we got to definitely change the way that we look at those things and talk about those things. I mean, I, I'm not trying to. I've never used cocaine. I don't have any experience with that, other than seeing other people use it like right in front of me. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, Buddy, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not my place to tell somebody else what they should and shouldn't do. Only what is, you know, I'm okay with. And mm-hmm. whenever people offer or ask me, I just say, no, thank you. And that's, that's that. It's just not something that I'm interested in, you know, and it's something else I think in entirely when you're cooking shit up and then selling it to people, you don't know what the fuck it is, mm-hmm. you know, and there's, yeah, there could be all kinds of things in everything, but at least I mean, that is the one nice thing about decriminalization, legalization, it's regulated. Like, and you the know, You sort of know what you're right. you're, you're putting in your body because I mean, you know that yeah. that coke that you're sniffing could right. be up someone's ass. We like you never, never know. know what we're putting in our bodies. We just don't. Mm-hmm. We we trust that whatever organization that put together some regulations knew what they were doing, and then we trust whoever made whatever we're eating. Mm-hmm followed those regulations when they made whatever we're about to put in our bodies we don't check we don't care we we can't check everything it's too hard Mm -hmm. to check whether or not you know like what you're putting in your body and and that is as true with things that we are just growing Mm -hmm. like that things that people would say are coming straight out of the ground as it is with anything that's like in the grocery store that you're buying off the shelf because everything that we put in our bodies has been genetically altered to make sure that we could grow enough of it to feed the amount of people we're trying to feed with it. So like I, we, I, I think there's this, this fear of the, a fear that I don't share of uh, people putting stuff together and something not being natural that I just, I think is not, it doesn't make total sense because ev- to me, everything that we eat is actually either natural because we are natural and we've put it together or it's unnatural because we've had a hand in changing the way that it grew in the first place. And if it's if it's still natural for real, uh, that means we don't really eat it. So <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you go forage for some bark, we didn't we didn't specifically grow those trees to eat so yeah probably those are untouched by the human hand that mm-hmm. would have changed them to be sweeter or tastier but so i i don't know i feel a little bit differently when it when it comes to like whether or not something is natural and it's better because it came out of the ground i, I think hemlock comes out of the ground uh and that kills you uh i think Weed also comes out of the ground, and that doesn't kill you. I think that alcohol, uh, you could you could say that it doesn't come out of the ground, or you could say that it does come out of the ground, but that causes 260 deaths a day in the United States. And we allow that. Tobacco comes out of the ground, and that causes lung cancer. So, like, I, I don't think coming out of the ground is a good enough... <laughs> Tylenol doesn't come out of the ground, mm-hmm. and, and if you take one of those, those can help you stay alive. Uh, if you take 15 of them. If you take 15 of them, it'll put you in the ground. <laughs> and then you come out Full of the circle. ground. Full circle. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, I, don't, I don't think... I don't, I don't know. I, I think that that's a bad marker for whether or not something is okay to consume. Uh, and I hear it so often, especially in these kinds of conversations that... That it just like it irks me. 
Hmm. Yeah, I have to think about that a little bit more. Um, I think my my attempt is to uh, to distinguish not between the, the natural and unnatural, but I'm thinking more of something that's been synthesized. So like crack. I mean, again, I don't know the recipe, but bacon soda, yeah, <laughs> water. That's, that's an important one. <laughs> and cocaine. some other shit, and then just put some other random shit in there. Well, I think the problem that you referred to before was the the regulation of the mm. thing. No one's regulating your crack. Mm. <laughs> no one's regulating yeah. uh, what's in your heroin. Mm. No one's regulating what's in your cocaine. I totally understand that we want to feel safe when we're putting anything in our bodies. So it makes sense that if we're going to legalize stuff, that we get the regulations around the stuff to allow us to feel safe consuming it in a in a responsible manner. And we sell yeah. it to people that are old enough to know how to use it in a responsible manner. You know, it's it's just it's just kind of interesting. Like things that make humans feel good, we always regulate it, whether that's whether that's sex. Whether that's alcohol, whether that's weed, why is that always, you know, the the go-to like, oh shit, people are enjoying this. I feel like it's, you know, people use the abuse of it, which which is horrible and, you know, they shouldn't mm-hmm. do. But I feel like it's never really the abuse. It's like, mm, people are having too much fun or people are enjoying this. We need to do something about that. No, I think Why is that always the go to? Let's go to the marketing campaign. Follow the money. I think yeah. it's one of those. I, I think it's one of those stories. One story where someone does something too much and is hurt by it, and then that is used just like you were saying yeah. as a marketing campaign mm-hmm. for regulation of yeah. that thing mm-hmm. because we can't let anybody else go through that thing. Or it's I don't want to pay for. You know, my taxes are paying for the such and such of the people that are doing this thing. So they. What the hell? Julian's uh, Julian's elbows are. I am here, everybody. He's doing crap. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you know, it, it, I really want to um, ask Warren this because, uh, again, Warren is is pretty uh, straight edge. I'm, I like that term. So. Cool. You, so you sort of, some would say you have no, uh, you know, fight in, in this, but what, what are your, your thoughts about it? someone who doesn't drink, who doesn't smoke? Like, <laughs> What's what, funny what? is I actually disagree. I yeah. think I do have a dog in this okay. fight because weed has been used consistently in our community to try to, like the smell of weed has been mm-hmm. used oh, as a reason right. to accost people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, every time I'm pulled over, I'm wondering if someone is going to you know, quote unquote, smell weed in my mm-hmm. car mm-hmm. and then be able to rip my car apart to find something that they could, you know, take me in for just because they were, they needed another, uh, arrest that day. Yeah. Right. So, so it, it does, it does affect me even, even though the, the like smoking of it doesn't affect me. I don't, I don't smoke. I don't plan to, I don't care to, um, I have nothing against other people doing it, but I do want it to be legalized because I think it should be legalized. And I think it could be used as a weapon against me in some situations. And, and I don't think that's, <laughs> that's worth it. I, I don't know. Do you guys remember like back in the day, like the, the dare campaign? With, of course. With okay. Uh, well, just say no, just say no. It's just, it, it's from, from that to, to like the the 80s and the the crack epidemic it's just like you know this country fought so like they literally declared a war on drugs mm-hmm. and you know 
thousands upon thousands of people, mainly people of color, mm-hmm. were locked up, hemmed up, you know, serving 20, um, 20 right. 30 years for those. distributing, for using, you know, and like you said, you know, sometimes it would, if, if someone smelled like that, they, they, it would give them an opportunity to, to look for something and, and, and people would be hemmed up that way. And it was just like we did all of that. There was millions of dollars spent of resources and and political capital and you know black and brown and white bodies that was sacrificed for this war on drugs i'm like what what did it really do like what what does locking people up for using drugs really do now if someone's doing crack and stealing (laughs) and you know committing crimes because they're high that's one thing right but if someone's just getting and I'm not saying like like some people are now on on the more far left side are advocating for just all drugs legal right um, not for that <laughs> but um, you know it's just like Amsterdam and Amsterdam but like what did what did you know I'm always thinking about this like what was the I know what the target was. I know what the real target mm-hmm. was, but you know what drew people in because it, you know I, I remember the the a, a lot of people were hissing and hawing about the um the crime bill of of, of the nineties, right? You know J- Joe Biden was was in on it, and, and many members of the Black Congressional Congress were were kind of kind of sucked into that. We have to get tough on crime, mm-hmm. and you know stop all this plague and, and and predators and and all this stuff. And it was just like, how did so many people get kind of sucked into that? It's like, well, the best way to treat drug addicts and people that like to get high is to throw their ass in prison. That'll teach them. Mm-hmm. Like, how, like. How did that become a thing that we well, because of invested America's, so many millions of dollars into? Are we still the most incarcerated per capita? Yes. We are. Yeah. There you go. So when you need people to be incarcerated, you find ways to incarcerate them. And that was one of them. And you get them on both ends because you're actually making money doing it. You know, as far as you're, you're spending resources to incarcerate people, you're also and not so much with uh, cannabis, but definitely with crack in terms of, you know, flooding communities with drugs and then making arrests like <laughs> but this is america folks yeah. you know people don't like to talk about that you know we, oh no we didn't do that the fbi will tell you that that's what they did <laughs> you know and they'd be like yeah we knew it wasn't about this it was about that mm-hmm. um there's always been a racial element when it comes to uh you know the, whatever you want to call it drugs paraphernalia recreational use of things and whenever whenever folks are having a good time it's time to get locked up so um but yeah i think it's it's really an education campaign just the way that uh the war on drugs and and dare although dare was like it it it, on the surface was rooted in like to keep kids off drugs who doesn't want to keep kids off drugs you know and i think that yes if we're talking about children this is another something altogether. We don't want you should be drinking, smoking. Right. You need to have a fully functioning adult brain and body to make those decisions on your own, not just like, hey, look, I'm you know twelve and I want to get high with my friends. You know. So, but it really does take a, a targeted marketing campaign. And I've said this before. I really think uh, in this particular effort, the the areas where I've seen it grow and and progress to be made is with white women, because when we see what I. You know, we refer to as the darlings of America doing these things. Is daddy really going to say no? No. And so the more that we can see that out there and it moves from a place of 
uh, where it's it's similar to having a glass of wine after work, mm-hmm. you know, where somebody says, I just have, have a, a joint after work. And it should hear and feel the same to people. Not like, oh, right. you have a... Oh, you're on drugs. Right. Oh. <laughs> how do you function? <laughs> right. You know, well... Uh, do you how, have a job? You know, and there's so... And some of yeah. that is breaking down the misconceptions. I know, like, uh, for instance, uh, you know, one thing that Julian has said, uh, he's like, oh, what are you going to say that I said? <laughs> he's like, I know that people say that it makes you mellow, you know? He's like, but I'm already a mellow person, so why would I want to do that? But that's a misconception. Right. But that's something that people have told you, that you've absorbed, that you've taken on. It's just, it's like saying alcohol makes you mellow. Mm. Does it? Well, it depends, it depends on what you drink. Drinking. Right, right, right. <laughs> True. You know, and it's so, it's the. You're it's, that mag dog, you know. It's very the, akin to that. And <laughs> yeah. I think that it's important as far as, as we educate people, it's, uh, you know, talking about it correctly, decriminalizing it. Um, removing incarcerations, uh, you know, it's one thing if you want to set up fines around like where you can do it. Like if you can't, you don't want folks smoking in public or smoking in, in buildings school. and yeah, 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 yeah. or school or something like yeah. that. I get those kind of things. You know what I mean? Those should be fines as opposed to incarceration. So that's, it's which like by the way, offenses to me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which by the way is so hypocritical because I mean, you can look at commercials from the eighties and the woman be calling her baby in a fucking ashtray is oh, like yeah. right beside her. Like the fact that they had a smoking sections and Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, like, oh yeah. What sort of degenerate shit were we, were they back on in the, in the eighties? Again, it, I mean, well, that's, that shows you how, how much money the tobacco industry mm-hmm. had and how good their marketing campaigns were. That's it. So so great. I'm I'm glad we're not there anymore. I'm glad we're we're progressed as a society in that way. I just I just hope we also like progress in terms of like bringing the people that we've incarcerated along with us yeah. and say like, well, we put you in jail when we probably shouldn't have because that should have been legal or uh we can't tell how many of you we hemmed up <laughs> during this time. So we're just going to release anyone that did you know, nonviolent weed offenses in in this way, because we're actually not rehabilitating you mm-hmm. in any jail way does not do that. by right by whatsoever. putting you in jail for ten years. Yeah. So uh, maybe it's actually better for us to not spend sixty thousand dollars a year to keep you in here. One person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And and just bring you back to society and let you do something that engages with the society and lets you live a full life. <laughs> especially when we're not incarcerating people currently for the thing that you're in jail for. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I want to sort of turn the page a little, little bit here. So let's say uh, it's 2024. Kamala Harris is the new president of the United States. <laughs> the sun is shining. Lucky, the sun is shining. <laughs> we have, you know, flying cars, you know, everything's, everything's great. Mm-hmm. And we have full, 50 state legalization recreational right okay so okay. let's 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 put that scenario out there mm-hmm. i i struggle with a little bit a little bit if america is ready for full legalization because i don't think we're ready for full alcohol legalization like you know you go to other countries i remember when i went to germany you know and they, you know there were kids drinking mm-hmm. but you know it wasn't one accident that i saw while i was there like you know americans just sort of overindulge in general as yeah. a culture so you know sort of i know with my family and and not with weed but with with other harder drugs like my my family grew up in the projects in the the 80s and 70s and the crack epidemic hit my family extremely hard and we're still 
battling through through some of those demons, you know, as a family, and it's generational. Wow. So it's it's been devastating for my family, right? So you know, yeah. So you know that that's one thing. So with communities of color or poorer communities, like I always kind of have a slight pause when we start talking about full legalization because I just know how the overall how the country is Mm -hmm. and how you know things will affect different communities differently and more harshly what what do you what do you guys think about that like full legalization legalization yeah well legalization doesn't mean a free-for-all and I think that because legalization then allows for regulation and that's the part that people miss. And it also, it uh, there's probably so many intertwined things because it, it disrupts the black market, you know? So as far as, you know, folks trying to move drugs illegally. So we're talking about it affects crime. If crime rates actually, I mean, people would try to keep it going, but it's like, if there's no, if there's legalization around it, it's easy to either easy to access or you can go to the bank and get a loan as opposed to set up a cartel. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. it, it just changes the way that you do business. And so, you know, I think that it's I think that we're in a good place right now. We're making progress. It's okay to just say like, hey, as a state, vote on it. And if that's what you want, then move forward in in that direction. I think that from the federal side of things, it has to be decriminalized. You know, if we're not going to legalize it, it's got to be decriminalized Mm -hmm. because it's not right to have to tell somebody at the state level that they can own a dispensary. But then the federal government can literally come in at any time and be like, whoop, you don't have anything now. Or the same thing with, you know, you you catch a charge or something or they catch you some weed. and It's OK. Well, it's decriminalized. But then somebody wants to throw a federal case at you and they yeah. use that in there. Um, or you lose your job because you have a medical card, but you're not supposed to do weed because it's classified. Yes, yeah. it's same as heroin. So it's like, uh, that kind of stuff is. Or if you go over the state line, like mm-hmm. you have something on you right. and you cross the state line. And now, now you're going to be joint jail for two years. Right, or these a charges year. going up, intent to distribute, and all this other stuff, and you're uh, trafficking and everything else. But like, I oh, know, I just drove to Virginia. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right. I think I think before that happens, I mean, we have to deschedule it. I mean, mm-hmm. like Jason alluded to earlier, is the fact that you know marijuana is a Schedule One drug, and what's on that list? You got heroin, cocaine, you know, all, all of those things that people demonize, which rightfully so. <laughs> But then marijuana, I mean, I, I, there are no other drugs on the, the schedule list, a schedule one drugs that have medical benefits other than marijuana. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at that fact, like you have to think about wh- like why, first of all, why is it this way, which we've talked about, but also, you know, talk about like, I think something needs to change, you know, like this, yeah. is, this is so confusing to people who are, you know, just trying to make a way and to enjoy themselves or to. Um, cope with certain things. And so, you know, we have to continue to think about ways to, um, whether it be petition to make that, which I'm sure there's probably um, something that's been done before, but we have to think about that. So, yeah. You know, and while you were talking, I I was just thinking, I mean, technically, opioids are heroin, and we use that for, 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 you know, medical uses just like we use you know marijuana and if, of course you know we sort of had a really bad thing with that but mostly be, you know and, and it's really interesting the and by by interesting i mean fucked up of course but you know how we treated 
heroin, uh, um, excuse me, opioids, <laughs> um, abuse cases versus, you know, the crack epidemic in, in the 80s. It was just like throwing them niggas in jail. But, you know, now it's, it, with, with opioids, because it affects a lighter community more so than a, you know, a darker mm-hmm. community, it's, oh, we need to give the truth. We, we have to be understanding and get these people. And, and I know we have evolved as a society, but we ain't evolved that much. If this was affecting uh, black people, if, if more up. black people were doing opioids, it wouldn't be like, no, nah, throw them niggas in jail. They need to learn their lesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's probably said that before. I, I did a... <laughs> To to what Julian was saying before with the schedules, I did a I did a quick Google search, and and I was trying to find I, I quoted the number of of two hundred and sixty ish alcohol deaths per day in the United States, two hundred and sixty deaths a day, that's like ninety five thousand a year, mm. alcohol related deaths. I was trying to find I looked up Tylenol related deaths, acetaminophen, four hundred and fifty deaths per year, and, and Tylenol you can buy straight off the shelf oh, yeah. right like mm-hmm. as much as you want no problem <laughs> you can get it anywhere 450 deaths i looked up i looked up weed related deaths and it was like well in 2014 uh, a kid died because he smoked and then he got dehydrated and he he vomited a lot and he died of dehydration in 2014 it wasn't like right. it wasn't like yeah about 20 people die per year because of weed mm-hmm. no it was like in 2014, <laughs> I, what kind this, of what kind of Schedule One drug has no death statistics right, because right. it just doesn't kill anybody? Uh, like, are, are we serious? That's a Schedule yeah. One drug, right? Yeah, yeah. You and, can't and, overdose on weed, right? And like, and alcohol. We have yeah, liquor stores on right on every corner, <laughs> and it's totally fine for you to go in and buy as much alcohol as you want, mm-hmm. and then go home and just. No one's gonna. No one's gonna pull you over on the road. And be like, oh, intent to distribute alcohol. Right. Like, no, I was just going home to drink it all myself. <laughs> all Likely okay. story. You've got three bottles there. Mm, yeah. Like how how many times do you go on Instagram and do you see people like downing bottles of wine? <laughs> totally fine. Right. Absolutely. We we I don't know. We, it's it's, oh, it's so like ridiculous yeah. that that weed isn't treated or cannabis isn't treated in a very similar way or at least at least in a similar way if not way better than alcohol. I would much mm-hmm. prefer to be at a a bar where everybody's on edibles. I don't want them smoking in the bar cuz mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> want people smoking around me Cuz then you're smoking. Right. I, <laughs> They're I'd, smoking. I'd prefer yeah, that. Smoking, yeah. Yeah. I I try to stay away from people breathing smoke in my face just generally. <laughs> Uh, but I'd much rather be in a bar where everyone's on edibles than in a bar where everyone's blasted off alcohol out of their mind. <laughs> that sounds like a much more uh, does calm and like enjoyable experience. You know what? I bet there's going to be uh, at least 10 times less fights in that bar. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Fights. Uh, you, know how many, you know how many alcohol-related violences there are? <laughs> oh, man. Well, how many domestic you know situations yeah. were... You know, mm-hmm. multiply by a thousand because alcohol was in in the mix. You know, and um, it, I'll, I'll sort of pivot a little bit, but um, a, a lot of times people will, for anything, use like, well, what about the children, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like them? it's like it's like one of those <laughs> things. Like you know, whenever someone's enjoying something, again, sex, <laughs> uh, weed, alcohol, whatever it is, this is like you know. 
but what about the children? The children are so, you know, influenced. And, you know. Okay. And and yes, so, that that so is. So don't a watch thing. Game of Thrones <laughs> because it'll influence the children. If if it's on in the house, it'll influence the children. Uh, don't watch the news because there's mm-hmm. a lot of bad shit that happens on the news. Yeah. So you can't watch that around the children. Uh, don't listen to the radio because I mean, it doesn't matter what music you put on. There's a lot of there's a lot of adultery and uh, violence generally in music, whether or not you're listening to historically black or historically white music like uh, there's a lot of country music that is uh, <laughs> a lot <laughs> like violent and gross Actually, the and, best kind is <laughs> uh you know it, yeah yeah think think about the children mm-hmm. make make sure you're not introducing anything into the household that could parent the kid besides you because you know can't can't have parents actually talk to their kids about what they should do and what they shouldn't do and and lead them in a direction that is yeah. acceptable that's, but that's it, not what parents are for yeah and it's it's definitely a, a conversation i've definitely thought about of, of you know when i have that drug conversation with with my kid what you haven't am had i going to say no he's a lot uh, he's oh almost 12 yeah somebody oh, want to break it to him no no i'm good <laughs> i i got this no no no. i don't mean, I don't <laughs> no, mean just not wanna, jeremiah we're yeah, you yeah uh, <laughs> we're talking about you well it's about time to have the talk with him <laughs> yeah but um you know it, and it is because he's having the talk <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know now you know <laughs> but he's you know getting to that point where we have to have that conversation eventually it's like well you know what what do you tell him do you keep it a hundred <laughs> Um, or do, do you, you keep it like 50? Do you keep it like 50? <laughs> um, you know, and my approach, and my approach has, has been with him for many topics is just to be as honest and forthcoming as, as possible. And, you know, telling him that the mistakes that, that I have made or situations that I, I have been in or people that I know that have been in and, you know, just pivot off of that. But, you know, it's, it's something that I've definitely been thinking about as my as my son starts to get in, get in those teenage years so yeah i think i mean i don't have kids so i i it's not that i can't weigh in here but i would say in terms of how do we talk to just people in general about this and i would just quickly say that we just just like with alcohol with driving with like all these different things we just say this is for adults and I think anything when we're talking about, especially putting into your body, uh, something that you're using for a euphoric type of feeling or relaxation or whatever it is, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, but I guess my uh, my humble like approach would be let's let's not give this to humans who are still developing. You know, if you're if you're still in that developmental stage, do you need to be slamming alcohol and doing all? <laughs> you know I mean? Taking you know, shots. Yeah. At, at do you 14, need to be ten yeah. years old and and yeah. and blazing every day? I don't <laughs> I don't think so. And yeah. not to say that you're an adult, you do, but then you you have the autonomy to do that. Right. Right. You know. So that's that's my take on it. And and we, it it's a group effort to change the the uh, optics. And then also the biggest piece for me is to do that would change the optics and get folks out of jail, man. Like it's, it's a big deal and we've just got to change the way that people think about that. And it's like, well, you know, again, I said it before, but you know, they're doing a time for a crime that they committed. If the crime is unjust or the law is unjust, yeah. then fuck it. You know what I mean? And folks should not be in a cage for an unjust law. 
So we also yeah. need to, if we're going to talk about that, we need to have a, like a wider conversation of why we're putting people in prison in the first place. Mm, yeah. Are we putting people in prison to rehabilitate them for society's sake? Or are we putting them in prison to punish them for what they've done or a little bit of both? And, and if it's to punish them for what they've done, especially if the thing is legal now, who did they hurt when they were just doing it themselves? Mm-hmm. And we've now acknowledged that it's, it's a, it's not hurting anybody and it should be legal. Yeah. Right. So and we, and we need to look at all types of, you know, drug abusers, you know, like what, what is it that we need to, you know, obviously is the best way is probably getting them treatment. We started with the opioid epidemic with calling it a disease yeah. by calling it an epidemic and yeah. saying these, these people are afflicted with this thing. Let's get them help and figure out how to help these people and not criminalize these right. people. Well, imagine if they did that with black people mm-hmm. during the 80s. Well, like, they would where have had would to not make the money to by by well, spreading the drug right. in the community. <laughs> mm-hmm. They, they kind of wanted that money, yeah. so... They also wanted to get rid of a lot of the black people and you know be able to funnel two them birds. into prison. Two, two birds, one crack. But I, I, <laughs> one I, crack I, rock. I also agree. I mean, yeah. That would have that would have been fantastic. I think I think the black community would look a lot different today if they hadn't specifically decided to to just take a, a bat to the the black families in the eighties. Well, this country keeps trying, but we're still here. You know. And with that, man, uh, I'm getting all worked up. I think I need to uh, go roll up. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Blacklight. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Blacklight Pod. That's black, L-I-T-E, pod. If you have a topic, idea, or feedback you'd like to share with us, you can hit us up at blacklightpodcast at gmail.com.